Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me as always is my good friend, Jim Stam. How you doing, brother? Doing good, man. I'm going to say it's March and... Baseball games are on. March Madness is coming up. I mean, dude, this is a good time of year. Penguins are, you know, the Penguins, but they're still in a playoff spot. So I really like this time of year. I think it's a fun time for sports. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird to be like where we are in the Pirates season and not hate the Pirates GM more than the Penguins right now. Hmm. I mean, like, I can't stand yeah. Ron Hextall. He's a Philadelphia plant. You can tell <laughs> it's awful. Um, let's not he's get gonna, into it. He's going to pull his mask off one day. It's going to be gritty under the mask. like, And we're going to all just be just dumbfounded. No doubt, Anyways, no, you're right. No doubt you're absolutely right. <laughs> so today I thought, Jim, let's do a show called The Lucky Thirteen. All right, because that, that that sounds like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, the lucky thirteen, and and here's what I'm thinking. I think it's too early to start trying to go chapter and verse through the whole roster and pretend we're going to pick every bullpen arm that's going to be on this this <laughs> roster and who's who's going to start in the rotation I'm, and all that. I'm not walking but, into that yet. Yeah. But I do think we have enough information to start thinking seriously about the 13 position players that are going to go north. I think there's enough locked in there that, that we know it's down to a battle for just a few spots. So I thought, let's roll through what we think we know, uh-huh. and then we'll, we'll talk through how we think those last few spots are going to shape up. You know, the needs that we feel are on the table. Everything surrounding it. What do you think, brother? Yeah, dude, I think that's good. Like you said about the pitching and stuff, there's a lot to sort out there still. Yeah, um, we can touch on the pitching a little bit later. Like, you know, just when we start talking about just general observations for the spring so far. All right. But for this first bit of the talk, let's stick with the, the roster from an offensive standpoint for the most part. Yeah. All right. So 13, I, th- I think we got to get going. One, mm-hmm. Andrew McCutcheon, no doubt. Two, Brian Reynolds, no doubt, right? 
Unless um, something crazy, unless something crazy happens. Right. Brian Hayes, no doubt. Mm-hmm. O'Neill Cruz. Critics be damned, but yeah, yes, O'Neal no Cruz, doubt. No doubt. Rodolfo Castro will make this team. Yeah, no doubt to me. Yeah. Choi Santana Hedges is Jack a no doubter? I think so. If Castro is, so's Jack, right? Yeah, I, I, I would think so. I mean, unless this retold stance and swing thing just goes completely haywire, and I have not seen him yet. Um, with the games being on in the day, I haven't been able to watch as intently as I'd like. So, like, Unless he just completely implodes, but no, he I think he all the other day that you know it looked like the same follow through. Really, he did change uh-huh. his stance, but the follow through hasn't looked like it's changed very much. So he's still got that same launch angle approach, just taking a little bit more of an open look at it. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, but I don't like open stances. I feel like they make it more difficult to reach the outside of the plate. And I thought that was a big part of his problem last year, but I know that he's worked very closely with Andy Haynes on this. So yeah, you don't do that without, you know, giving it some serious thought. Now, you know, I always liked it, Gary, as a lefty hitter when you're facing a lefty, because for me, I I thought like I wanted to see the ball better and I wanted to see it come out of his hand better um, and give yourself maybe just a little bit more time. But I don't think that's what this is. I mean, you're lefty. I mean, that's just completely situational. Um, This has to be more than that, truthfully. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, he hasn't looked horrible or anything so far from what I've seen. Anyway. Yeah. And they clearly want him to be the center fielder. Brian Reynolds is the left fielder, um, which is good. We called for that a while ago, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So we, now we wanted G1 Bay in center field, and we'll get into him later. But, you know, Jack can play there too. That's okay. I, I think that's – a decent amount, right? So we got some question marks. Backup catcher. First, I'm not sure I care. Um, I'd probably go with Ploiecki. Feels like that's what's going to happen. I think his defensive metrics, especially his pop time, uh, arguably the worst in the league, and I'm not exaggerating. You know, um, seeing what I watched like today with the Yankees, you know, they, they stole, I think, five or six bases against the Pirates. Yeah. Um, I don't know that you're going to be able to ignore that aspect of the game. And Tyler Heineman was measurably the fastest last year. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing Heineman, I mean, he, he, he really um, presented an obstacle for teams that wanted to run, you know, um, Pulecki, I could make an argument better for Pulecki if he hit a little more. Like, I would be willing to make a little trade-off there simply because Hedges can't hit. I mean, you're talking – if they do roll with Hedges and Pulecki, Gary, we're talking like, I mean, absolute zero from these guys hitting. You're going to get absolute zero, though, no matter what. 
Yeah, what, what I'm saying though, like I, I would be willing to make that trade off a little better. Um, yeah. There's not a choice they're going to make here though with with the backup where we're going to go. Okay, there's that was made for offense. No, 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 no. You're right. I, I'm just pointing out like it's going to be an absolute black hole. Like you're talking. I mean, if they got guys to hit, if they got those two to hit close to 200, I mean, both of them slug in the 200s. It's. it's I, I will say on the good <laughs> side, on the good side with Hedges, uh, if he's going to hit, it's going to be a home run, and you know, you can take that occasional home run out of that spot and deal with everything else with the defense he's given you. Plowecki can, can hit in the 240s, has in the past. The defense I'm much more worried about with Plowecki. I actually think he could provide a little offense. I'm just not so sure that you'd get away with putting him behind the dish all that often. Yeah. I, I think for me, like – doesn't seem like I don't know. Heineman probably to me is a little better overall of a of a selection there, but I, I mean I kind of lean that way too. I just <laughs> think I think the Rich Hill connection and the fact that they kind of brought him in late and eh, I, he's probably one of those guys that has an out clause. Mm-hmm. It just feels to me like Plowecki's probably going to be the guy. Yeah, but I don't know how you can go into a Triple A season with Heineman Delay, Bins, Andy Rodriguez, and Henry Davis knocking on the door, all in an effort to catch. And they're well, being you, more stubborn than ever that Andy's catching. Yeah, so that's too many bodies. Yeah, so um, somebody going to get cut, or somebody's going to get put on the travel squad permanently. You know, like Jason mm-hmm. Delay might be I, a guy for that. That's what I was thinking too. Um, and hey, uh, let's hope, let's hope that this isn't anything that we have to worry about in the second half of the season. That you know, we do see an Indy, and right, it's it's short lived. In other words, yeah, I hear that, brother. All right, let's take a quick break here. We come back. We got three spots left for the lucky thirteen. So let's see how it goes, brother. <laughs> With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, and welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Jim and Gary with you. Um, thanks again, everybody, for um, the subscribes and the likes and, and the, the ratings on, on Spotify and everything. We really appreciate it. It's helping tremendously, so keep doing that. And uh, tell a friend, if you like, <laughs> when you're out or, at the or, bar. Or jump in one of our live spaces. We did one just, uh, what was yeah. that, 
few days ago. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday or something. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do that again. So I, I always enjoy those. Absolutely. So Jim, we left off Lucky Thirteen with three spots left. Okay, and when previously you look at those, on the Lucky yeah. Thirteen, <laughs> when you look at those three spots, there's some significant things that we did not get here. We don't have really any backups to play um, any of the middle infield or the corner infield, really. Like we've got first base, but that that's it. Kind, so, kind of important. And, you know, Castro could slide over and play third, but, you know, then you'd need somebody for second. So, really, we're looking at, like, somebody that can play second and short primarily. We need outfielders still. We've only got three, and one of them is an old guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you aren't going to want to play as much as like a lot of people are dreaming about still. So, to me, Connor Joe is another guy who's borderline. I think they have to have another right-handed option out there in the outfield. He's it. They're not going to pick Miguel Andujar after moving him off of the 40-man, if you ask me. I don't even understand why Ryan Vallade is here right now. Some, I, so, somebody likes him, Gary. I, I, maybe I'm missing something. I, I fully admit that, I, but I, I've gotten to see him now. I don't I don't know, man. The swing's weird. I don't. It's got like a weird hitch to it. I'm not sure... I see him catching up with velocity. I certainly don't see him catching up with it high. And he looked awkward in the field to me, which I've heard was his biggest strength, that he was a really, really good fielder. Regardless, Connor Joe's a much safer bet to me. I feel like he's definitely going to make this team. He's the first borderline guy, I would say. he, He can at least give you some major league at bats. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's not, you know, valet. I just, I mean, is that even a thing? I keep, I keep uh, dismissing him, but he just, they've kept him around for a reason. They have. They've given him very little opportunity this spring. I can say that. He hasn't played much. I just, I don't get it personally. And it's, it's nothing personal. I just don't really see what he does here. Connor Joe's well, more proven commodity to me. I think that's what I'd probably go with for my right-handed option out there. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, you want to talk about Kane and Smith and Jigba, and probably well, that's, um, that's the other outfield, right? We need probably two outfielders, but there's a couple ways they could go about that, right? Um, sure, because we're, we talked about needing a middle infielder, so you can go with a traditional utility type guy. You know, like uh, Tucapita Marcano, somebody that can play a little bit of corner outfield for you and handle second base. And I hear people say he can handle shortstop, but the Pirates certainly didn't think so because they didn't play him there. (laughs) And they had opportunities to. Yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, he's some versatility, provides some positional versatility, but it doesn't address who, who would play shortstop. You know, and you could go and, a couple routes with this, right? You could take like two utility guys. You could do Marcano and Bay. And then you've got shortstop, second base, center field, corner outfield, 
all kind of covered with those two guys. You don't got any pop though, really. Yeah. Out yeah. of those two. And you That's wouldn't exactly have any pop thinking. off the bench with those two. It feels to me like they almost need to pick one of them. That's going to be that utility guy. I actually think that might be a legitimate battle. G1 Bay. And, and I think it might actually come down to spring performance. I'll usually be the first to tell you like, eh, if it's, eh, it doesn't matter. But when you're at this point where like you're choosing between two guys with very similar skill sets that are going to provide very similar things for your team, it does come down to spring performance. And the fact is Marcano has been hitting <laughs> and, and Bay has not. This yeah. It's early, super early. Bay's playing great defense in the infield, though. He's looked really good at second base. Range all the way over into shortstop a couple times and, and getting out at first. He's not supposed to have that kind of arm. He's not supposed to have that kind of range, according to I've, scouting reports and watching him. Yeah, I, I've i been pretty um, pleased with what I've seen from Bay, actually, in the field. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But he's striking it, out. And if he's not going to get on base. And, and the other thing here is, too, is like, you know, if if they're not going to let Bay play much, you know, I always go back to I'd rather him be getting at bats, you know, and, and, and working on things. And if he's not going to do that, then I start – I'm backing off Bay only because, like, I think – we're getting a little ahead of ourselves with him. And I think people on paper, it looks real good, right? He's, he, he, he might be able to be that center fielder and that leadoff guy. I, I can see that, but I, I think we might be a little, be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Maybe. So I still think they need a guy like that. And I don't know. I don't know that I see Marcano as good of a fit defensively. I think, you know, not having him be able to cover center field and and really shortstop, maybe I'm wrong and he really can play that position. But again, I haven't really seen it. If he can play shortstop too, okay, then you, that puts him in the competition. The only other guy I can think of is Jared Triolo, and he hasn't played in AAA. Uh-uh. So yeah, if we're I, gonna say we're ahead of the game with Bay, we're definitely ahead of the game with, yeah. I think so. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about this other outfielder then, because that's another way you can go. We've got that glut of players. You got Cal Mitchell, you got Kane Smith and Jigba. You still have Ryan Valade, but to me, if I'm taking Connor Joe, that's off the table. That's my right hander. I'm good. Now I want a left-hander. So <coughs> Travis Swaggerty looked really good defensively. Hit a home run the other day. He's hitting the ball. You know, he is stinging it a little bit. He's taking good good at bats. Mm-hmm. He's 25 years old, first-round pick. Are we in now or, now or never territory to where you let him jump the other guys? I mean, all you, all you can ask of a guy is if he's going to get an opportunity and they're trying to give him some, it looks like, in spring training, 
that he 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 shows something. And yes, early, yes, we'll see how it goes. But so far, so good. I I don't know. I don't. I, they they say the right things with swaggerty, but I don't know. The more I think about it, Gary, like um, I'm I'm starting to really question the Cal Mitchell thing, just in general. Um, what are you questioning? Uh, if he if he's going to be on this team. I think I am too. That's why I'm making it a I'm I'm making it an open competition for that that lefty alternate out there because he hasn't earned it. Defensively, I hate his game. I hate it. I don't like his decision making. I think he panics. I think his arm is weak. I don't think there's a good spot for him out there. Really don't. And I think the running game right now for every team it is it's something you could take advantage of if you're going to stick Cal Mitchell in right field. You're going to have a lot of doubles and a lot of doubles that turn into triples. Well, yeah. I mean, there were times last year <laughs> where I was shocked teams weren't doing it. And I don't know, you know, if teams just hadn't caught on that, how, I mean, calling his arm average would be being nice. Um, so, Swaggerty, uh, CSN, uh, he's he's a good athlete, you know, so I, it's, I'm just starting to re-rank them a little bit. Yeah, it's not, I don't think, that's the thing. I don't think that we... I hear a lot of people say, like, I really like Cal Mitchell's bat. I want to see him. Yeah, I don't, I don't dislike his bat. I like what I've seen from Kanan Smith and Jigba. I'd be more than happy if Travis Swaggerty won the job and looked the part and did well. I, I just want one of them to step up and stand out. And, and I think let's make that a real competition that's this spring let's let the three of them fight it out you know four well, of them if you want to throw jack in there realistically well because to be honest whoever those people are are going to need to play a little bit you know what i mean like we've just talked about mccutcheon and we're no we're not going to run him out there 140 games it's just so there there has to be somebody that can do a little something yeah i mean it's it's definitely a quandary man like i don't think anybody has has necessarily stood out yet i will say like when it comes to defense travis swaggerty man today just absolute bullet from center field to nab a guy at home plate Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. I'm talking like he had no business getting that out. Yeah. I'll say further, Brian Reynolds don't make that throw. No. No, it, but, was, it was a beautiful it was yeah, a beautiful a, get. A beautiful throw. And to me, that's that might very well be the differentiator. Now, if he makes the center field thing, well, that makes the Marcano that's over Bay. A little more possible, doesn't it? 
Because maybe I don't need the capability of somebody else to play center field if I've got Jack and Travis already. You know? Right. The the only other thing is, and we mentioned this about, like, at least at least with Kanan Smith and Jigba is he might provide a little more pop. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? So like, I know what you mean. Every single thing that you bring up for all these guys. Yeah. Like, like all could do those mm-hmm. things. That's the thing. It's that it's just, type of competition. Yeah. And it's just, you know, cause we're trying to, we're splitting hairs a lot with this, but you kind of have to. And as I look at the roster and like, they got to hit home. They got to hit some homers, you know. And so I don't want to be super light everywhere, other than like the guys we think can hit homers that are, you know, the Cruises and the Reynolds of the world. Well, that yeah, that's where you go back to Jack. You know that that, that home run total, even with all those K's, is what makes him so likely to go north. That said you're probably not going to see them just sit back and put up with the K's again. So there's going to be a balance there where they have to figure it out, whether that's a, a guy that needs platooned, which is a possibility we haven't even brought up yet. You know, you could see him and Kutch platoon out there for real. Yeah, you could. Um. It starts. It starts. They really do need Sawinski to um, improve on the things he needs to improve on, and provide that. You know that provide a guy who can actually play every day, still hit you know a decent amount of home runs. If it if it doesn't work out, as we talk through this, it, you start getting a little bit concerned about. Where where are they going to be getting you know quality at bats and innings from guys? Yeah, I mean I think right now I would go because we we have to decide on these last two. I think right now still I'd probably go G one Bay over Marcano, and I think because I think he can still get. 350 to 400 at bats this year. Just being here, you know, and just playing like every, like three, three, four times a week. Yeah. Just bouncing that, around the field. If they can do that, then I'm totally fine with it. That's what I think they're going to have to do. That said, the other one, I'm, I'm hesitant to go with two utility guys because I think it's so imperative they start working their way through that outfield mix. And I think I'm talking myself into Travis Swaggerty, if only because I want to see if that pedigree translates. And I know it hasn't appeared in AAA, but I think they're to the point where a 25-year-old, you're getting close to cutting him one way or another. Let's get him up here and let's see if the major league coaches can get a hold of him and get something out of him. And hey, he's a hell of a defender in the meantime. Yeah, that part of the game will I think would always be there for him. Right. Um it's just can he can he hit enough 
Yeah, uh, the start of the season. Give me a couple months of it. You know, if if it if it's relatively close, like let's say like those three main names, CSN, Mitchell, and 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 uh, Swaggerty. Let's uh-huh. say the three of them race to a dead heat by the end of spring, to where you and I are just batting numbers over the badminton fence to each other, going, "Yeah, this one. No, what about his WRC plus? You know, like and just back and forth, and everything like kind of just looks even. I'm going Swaggerty to, because he's got it's the tough, pedigree. Man. He's the number one pick. He's 25 years old. Should have been here last year. Let's do it. Let's see what he's got. Let's give me two months. And if after two months, it looks like he can't hang and Kanan Smith and Jigba's tearing it up. Cool. You know, bring one of them up. Yeah. I I mean, he has options. I think. It's funny. I think you can just sit and make, you could just pick a name out of a hat and sit there and make an argument, right? A, yeah. conv- a, a, a convincing one that that's the person. Um, I, I really hope that they let them play enough to where they're not just making a decision on on blind faith or whatever you want to call it this spring. Like, I hope we are sitting here in a couple weeks and, and looking at enough performance to at least be able to point to something. Yeah. I mean, it's that. I, mean, I would probably go building the job. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably lean CSN at this point. I don't believe Swaggerty has shown enough to, to think that it's going to just happen at the major league level. So like, I, I, I you know, I'm sitting here today. If I'd be forced to go a route, it would be him. It would be in Jigba. Yeah, I can't. I can't go that way based on anything I've seen. So my guess would be that that's how bad Mitchell has looked to you, uh, coupled with your your existing thoughts on Travis Swaggerty. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, it might be more of a. Um, you don't know him as well, so let's give him a shot, right? Well, well, and I think just as a, uh, just as an overall athletic guy, um, and and a guy that maybe can provide some pop, I'd rather just go that route. I think there's some upside there. I don't know that there is what right now with Swaggerty or or Cal Mitchell. Yeah, I, I mean that was a good a good way to look at it though, man. The lucky thirteen. What do you think? I, I think <laughs> I like it. I think we see where the pain spots are for sure. I uh-huh. think I think the reality is we probably don't really have an answer for those last two spots, and that's probably because uh, the pirates really don't have an answer at those last two spots. So let's see how it works out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Let's talk a little bit more about what we've seen, maybe on the pitching side of things in spring training so far.
All right, and welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. It's time to talk about the rest of what we've seen in spring training so far. And Jim, I want to start with Jose Hernandez. Mm-hmm. The Rule 5 pickup from the LA Dodgers. Uh, second outing I've seen now. Um, the breaking ball looks much more evolved than I thought it did. And the fastball has not disappointed I'm very intrigued by him. I, I, I can tell you're getting you're you're getting smitten. Well, he looks like a guy that does. doesn't need hidden, and that's really all I was kind of hoping for out of a roll five pick, and I like that. Yeah, uh, so far so good. I mean, fastball looks lively. Um, he hasn't looked even slightly out of place. Um, so I, I just what more what more could you ask for uh, for a guy that's a rule five, right? So right, uh, he'd be he'd be boy, would that be a luxury? Boy, would that be a, a win? Yeah, <laughs> to get like a, a free lefty pitcher out of it. Like I, I'm not ready to to anoint him yet, but you couldn't ask for a better um, start as far as um, spring training goes. Well, it's, it's, it's gotta be a confidence boost for him too. Right. I mean, get guys like that. They're still trying to figure out what they're capable of too. So um, yeah, it's, that's going to be really interesting. The rest of the spring here to keep an eye on Gary is, is how he looks. Yeah. I would agree with you. So what else have you noticed pitching wise? I mean, we've got to see two starts from Mitch Keller. Uh huh. I mean, I, I thought he was fine. I didn't yeah. have any real problems. He, you know, he gave up some runs today. But, I mean, it's more about him throwing pitches he wants to throw than it I, is anything else right now. I I was just going to tell you, with Mitch Keller at this point, so funny. Can you imagine having this conversation last year at this time with Mitch Keller? But, like, I just feel like he's out there just working on things. Yeah. Um. So I don't really care. I mean, as long as his arm looks good, um, I, I, I just, I'm not that concerned about him. So I, I've got no issues if he's going out there and just trying to get fine tuned and not really worried about the results. Right. That's what it feels like too. When, you know, you can just, which is amazing that we're, we can say that. Yeah. (laughs) It is. Even even when him. he was getting hit today, you could just see on his face, like, okay. Like, he, uh, he, yeah. you could tell he was trying to throw something and didn't like how it went, came out of his hand. You could just tell he didn't like it. But he's trying to juggle six pitches right now. It's, it's crazy. Like, I actually don't always appreciate that. But with him, I, I kind of like the direction of, I like the reasoning for what he's trying to add this pitch for. So, I'm happy about it. You know, it just changes the shape slightly. I think that's that little bit of messing with hitters is going to help him that much more. Well, it's you talk about five, six pitches, you know, and then you go to the Luis Ortiz's of the world who we're hoping he can get two or three. So, I mean, that's a big difference. He, he got hit hard the day uh, Ortiz did. Um, but, you know, he showed a little something. We mentioned it in the in the the spaces chat we did about 
got a, he showed his cur or his change up, got a nice strikeout on a change up. Yeah. Those are the things he's going to have to do. I, I, I do want to see how he looks the rest of the spring. That's the kind of stuff though that's going to happen to guys like you know, especially guys that are clearly trying to introduce something new. Oh, you don't you, listen. You don't trust and throw it and. It's all they want you to throw sometimes, and it's going to get hit. Like, Johan Oviedo came out, new sinker, threw the sinker almost exclusively, mixed in with some fastballs, which almost had the exact same vertical break, mind you. Uh And he got shelled. Well, he got shelled. He's literally throwing one pitch. You know, it's not like the directive is, hey, go out there and get all these guys out like it is in the regular season. It's, hey, here's this list of things we want to see from you. You know, go see what this pitch does in game action. You know, things like that. Because the reality is, and people need to understand this, is, is like once those games matter, you don't throw pitches that you don't trust. You just, you just do not. I mean, hitters are too, I mean, hitters are too good. So you, you go out there and you're going to stick with what you know and what can, you think can be effective. There's no experimenting on that kind of stuff. Very little of it going on once the games matter. You just don't do it. Right. Rowanzi Contreras, um, you know, he, he's kind of gotten touched up a couple times too. Had his second outing today in, in the second game down uh, up in Dunedin. And I mean, he gave up a run. He looks okay, too. His stuff seems fine. Most important thing is his arm looks healthy. Yeah. Um, again, not a guy I'm going to worry about as far as, like, the early on spring training stuff. Uh, the, the telltale sign, Jim, really, is if you're watching, if you see a guy getting shelled, like, in spring training, and it's somebody that is traditionally pretty good, I like to I like to tell people, go to that MLB at bat you know, on MLB.com and Uh actually look at the game. Look at the pitches come in. It's not a perfect science because it's a computer telling you what the type of pitch is and everything, and they're guessing based on spin and location and all that. But it's close enough. You see, like, a guy that doesn't throw a lot of them all of a sudden throw four straight change-ups. He's working on something. (laughs) He's not trying to get an out. You know what I mean? Like, sure, he'd love to get an out, but if he gives up two home runs and two ground balls and just throwing that pitch, that's what he's intending to do. Well, there's just – look, the, the the makeup of this rotation right now, whatever it ends up being, unless you're Rich Hill or, you know, maybe a Keller starting to shift into that, all these other guys, they, they, they have – some experimenting to do and some things to work on. And so that's just what you're going to see. It's not a, it's not a big established rotation of guys that you just, you're, they're just going in there and, and, and getting their work in. Right. Like we only got to see one uh, JT Brubaker outing too. And I thought that one, um, again, here's another guy who's learning another pitch. I'm not sure he needed another pitch. But he is trying to at least fine-tune a pitch, and he was throwing it a lot, and he was getting hammered. 
And then the defense behind him starts letting him down. And you just see the panic on his face. And it, boy, it looked familiar to what you see in the regular season. And boy, is that, gonna... is that not Brubaker in a nutshell, though? Give up runs in the, in the first inning, settle in, look like Cy Young for three, four innings, and then you're done. Like, that was his outing. I, I, I hope it was working on something. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's been the type that, like, slow starter, and then all of a sudden he found a way to give you five innings, even though yeah. he gave up five in the first two. You know, um, so, uh, uh, you know, he's not my favorite. I know I know that, um, you know, I don't want to say you defend him, but you, 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 you bring up fair points about him. I, I would just like to see more consistency. I think it's hard to call him a veteran, but he kind of is now uh, on this team. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. And I, I mean, I I don't think there's any doubt that he's in this rotation. I th- maybe that's maybe that's why I defend him or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, that's but, not fair, but no. But I mean, maybe that's why because I know right now he's one of their best five options. So he go he's going to start. So like, I just yeah, know that's going to happen. We need we need what we need from JT Brubaker is is just like okay you show it here and there you seem to recover pretty well how about let's just not get in those situations and those holes as much yeah now I got to see Mike Burrows today look pretty good that was nice to see this now see I, I I did not get to see him how did how did that how did that look uh, he, a couple innings one hit one walk looked pretty good. Looked pretty strong. Didn't see much of the curveball that I heard a lot about. So he may have been, in his case, trying to get outs, if you will, as opposed to working on something. Because I know that curveball is still a little bit of a work in progress. But when he gets that where where it was, I think I think it'll be pretty sweet. The yeah, I, I, I hate it not else, being. What's that? The RPMs are up on everything else. It yeah. looks great. Well, that's that's the good that's the good um, g- the good sign about it at least. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Jared Jones went today too. That looked really good. I, I'm happy with mostly everything. There's only one more pitcher I really wanted to bring up. David Bednar. You know, got shelled in his first outing again, throwing nothing but fastballs. <laughs> you know, nothing but fastballs. And if, if you ever watch David Bednar pitch, which I, th- I certainly like to think everybody listening has, he has to have that curveball and that split finger going at the same time where the, the fastball's eminently hittable. Uh-huh. You know, you, you've got to have those other, the threat of those other pitches. And so he, he's a guy in particular, when he's working on something, he's going to look awful. And in that first outing, I'm pretty confident he was just working on getting his arm back to life and throwing fastballs. And yeah, that was it. But you are right, though. He has shown that um, he 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 has a really good picks uh, pitch mix, and they all can be effective. But like many guys, unless you just completely dominant with like a fastball. You need 
you you can't live just off that. And he's already shown that he's, I mean, look, he's very talented and he can be very good, but he can't just live off that. Right. But again, he's working on the fastball. Yeah. In that, oh, outing. Right. I, I think, but I think there are times when he has gotten to the point where that's all he wants to throw. Like, um, I feel like in the regular season sometimes, especially when he lost his veteran catcher. <laughs> Because it, it, then it becomes more what David wants to throw. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he starts to almost turn it into a prick contest. Like, <laughs> I'm going to beat you with the fastball. That's what I want to beat you with. You know what I mean? His, his inner Yenzer takes over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and when, when in reality, you need to throw Uncle Charlie every once in a while, brother. <laughs> like, you know, you got to have something in there to – keep people off of that because you throw a great heater with a lot of life to it, but 96 is going to get chucked in this league if it's belt high. Mm-hmm. And it might not if they think a curveball is coming. Yeah. I, you know, as long as his velocity is there um, and his back is intact, I think uh, I'm fine with it. Like you said, he's probably just, he's probably somebody that's just working through things too. So yeah, now I will say everybody that's going to play in the world baseball classic, it starts on March 8th. You can expect this week. They're all going to get heavy use. And, and if they're pitchers, they're going to be going full repertoire. So, you know, people like David Bednar, you should expect his next outing or two. You should see David Bednar trying to be his best not working on anything because he, sh- he needs to be ramping up for his world baseball classic. You know? Yeah. Am so, I the only person that gets greedy and don't want these guys to compete? Uh, uh, you know, there's, I, I get my guess is real you don't like the NHL being in the Olympics either then. Right. <laughs> I look at arms in baseball differently. Like I get real protective of, uh, of that. So, I think the way I look at this, in particular, the World Baseball Classic, for the most part, all you're doing really is adding a little bit of stress, not necessarily innings. They were going to throw those innings anyway because it's spring training. Yeah. And instead of that, now they're maybe in a more stressful baseball game. That's all. So like you're, I'm worried about Rwanzi Contreras, this guy. I'm like, ah, oh, kind of would prefer after last year where it was touch and go with the arm. Maybe you know, that's a, but it's hard to say no. And there's a governing body above the Pirates that you kind of can't screw the players out of going. And uh, Major League Baseball does not take kindly to that. That's why yeah. I knew the G-Man choice story was a nothing burger from the beginning because Major League Baseball does not want you to screw with that. So there had to be something legit. I I guess um, for me, like I know some people are, are huge fans of, of the World Baseball Classic. I don't get into it as much and – I'm a little selfish when it comes to the guys. So like I always put the pirates and players ahead of that. So like the Roanzi thing you mentioned, like, eh, I could, I can, I could certainly live without him putting any additional stress on his arm. 
Yeah, I hear you, brother. Not to be a party pooper about it. No, I, I probably won't watch it. I have too many other things going on to be paying attention to that. March Madness is going to be happening, man. Yeah, like, I, it's, just, it's just not my. It's just not my thing. I know some people love it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting it down or anything. Just saying, I'm not going to pay any attention to it unless somebody gets hurt. So <laughs> let's hope that nobody gets hurt. And uh, good for everybody that loves it, and good for the players that enjoy it. It's just not my 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 bag, really. I've got other things to care about. Um, Jim, I think that was a pretty good look at the Lucky 13 and and a little bit of observations about spring training. Pretty nice just having the two of us just a back and forth bebop too today. Yeah, yeah. We it seems like we haven't done this in a while, and um, I think I mentioned to you in the break it's like it's going to be interesting to come back to this conversation about these spots. Um near the end of spring training and, and revisit it and see if anything we said make makes any sense or if we were on to anything about it because you can laugh at me and be like, ha Travis Swaggerty had you hooked that first week. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like, Oh, you got, you got, uh, you got sucked into the, that one throw. He had you at that one yeah. throw. So we'll see. Yep. All right, man, let's let Ben take it away and then everybody else. We'll be back next week. See ya. Yep, go, bye.